the most important position when it comes to football. We're talking about it today and how the Gophers stack up across the conference, what to be excited about. We're starting our positional breakdowns and we're starting with the quarterback. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. Let's go. Here we go. Welcome into the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. Every day of the week, we are back at it again, folks. Monday through Friday, it's time. Can you smell the football in the air? Are you getting ready for the tailgates? Because it's quickly approaching. We've only got four weeks, a little under four weeks till college football kicks off. And we're starting to talk about it each and every day here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. I'm Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. It feels good. It feels good to be back in the swing of things. It feels good to be kicking it off. We're going to start stepping production up. We're going to start trying to get more actively involved with different bits and pieces to make this the one-stop shop when it comes to Gophers sports, Gophers basketball, men's and women's, Gophers hockey, men's, and I'm going to try to get into women's hockey as well as far as understanding it all and getting to know the team better. So, And then, of course, we're going to talk about football. As other Gophers program sports do well, we'll be sure to mention it here, so be sure to hit hit subscribe on YouTube. We're building the channel. Over 300 subscribers in the off season when we just got this thing kicked off in the late spring, late April. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in and I encourage you to tell your friends, tell your boss, your fellow Gophers fans about the show because it's time. It's time, folks. It's time to row the boat. And this is the show where we always continue to row. I'm excited. If you can't tell I'm stoked right now, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'm ready. Hopefully you are. And if you're not, you have a couple weeks, just a couple to get on this level. All right, today we're talking about Gophers all week. We're talking about Gophers football all this week, all next week. And we are going to do an official positional grouping breakdown. Each and every position group, we're going to dive in deep. We're going to talk about the departures at that group. We're going to talk about the the projected depth chart at that group. We're going to talk about how the group stood last year, how they fared last year when it came to statistics or on the field. And then we're going to talk about what my thoughts are on where that group ranks in the conference this season. So lots to talk about. We're going to jump right in. And today we're talking about the most important position on the field, and that is quarterback. Now, when it comes to departures, we've had two. We had Zach Anikstead transfer to Illinois State, and he was a he started as a true freshman walk-on, the second true freshman walk-on to ever start a season behind Baker Mayfield, who was the first to do that. Now, he ended up eventually getting hurt, and then after that, he didn't see much serious time after that, as we all know, Tanner Morgan took over. But he transfers out to Illinois State. 
Best wishes to him. Then we have Lonanoa Faua. And, you know, this one was puzzling to me because he was on the spring roster. He didn't get much looks. He didn't get much time. In fact, I believe he took two snaps in the spring game, and both of them were running plays. He was on the gold team behind Ethan Kaliak Manis. So I I get the feeling he might have quit football altogether. I haven't seen anything about transfers. I have, he's no longer listed on the roster for this year. Again, he was listed on the spring roster. So uh, I think he might have quit the sport altogether. Regardless, best wishes to him. Best wishes as he continues his journey in life. And we wish him nothing but the best and appreciate his time with the program. Now let's talk about the players on the depth chart, who we project as a starter, backups, and whatnot. Now the quarterback is a little bit easier to make our guesses here because we know who's starting, folks. Tanner Morgan, it's his job. It's not his job to lose. It's his job. He's going to start. He's locked in as the starter. He has 12 school records as the quarterback for the University of Minnesota. He's Big Ten second team, Big Ten all-conference second team in 2019, honorable mention in 2020. And now his record as a starter is 27 and 12. I get people are fatigued. I get that people saw him struggle last year, but you can't place that entire struggle on him because he was in a very poor offensive system. Mike Sanford's offensive system was trash, folks. Like, sorry. And I'm sure it's going to continue to be trash at Colorado. So good luck, Colorado. Good luck, Buffs fans. But it's no longer here. So we're happy. We're moving on. And I expect Tanner to move on successfully. Now, his 27 wins as a Minnesota quarterback are the most in school history. He's got 8,072 yards across his career, 56 touchdowns, and a 61.4 completion percentage. We've talked about him on the show time and time again. He's a strong leader on the field. He can be more of a game manager sometimes, but still he's efficient with the football. He takes care of the football. Never once had a season with double-digit interceptions. So don't let the longevity, don't let the fatigue bring you down with the season. Get encouraged. Get excited. Tanner Morgan is going to be a big piece and a successful piece in this offense. When he's paired with an offensive coordinator that's shown any semblance of a good offense, he's done well. He did well his freshman year. He put up good per-game averages his freshman year. And then his sophomore year, he blew up. Then we moved on to Mike Sanford, and it was rough. His junior year, it was the COVID year, and we had Sanford. And, you know, it was tough. There were struggles, but there were still some flashes. Then senior year, I'm not going to make any excuses. It was a tough year. It was a bad year. And everything when it came to passing was basically unsuccessful. Now we're back with a quality OC. We're back to balance in the passing game versus the running game. And he's going to be more than capable. He's going to be an above average power five quarterback no he might not be an nfl guy lighting the league on fire but he can lead this team to a division title and bowl game victory so hop on board one last time this is all we got truly appreciate it appreciate what we've seen from him and what is yet to come and i believe it will be as the phrase goes the best is yet 
to come. Now, jumping into the second string, this one is more of a toss-up and a camp battle. If I had to give my immediate thoughts on it, I would say Ethan Kalik Manis is the backup, the second string quarterback. Some people might disagree with me and say Cole Kramer, and I think we'll see more as camp rolls on. Now, to me, I believe Ethan Kalik Manis is the backup. I believe you know, last year he had, he was a red shirt. He saw no game action, but he saw a ton of action in that spring game. In fact, he only left the field for the gold team. I believe again, on two snaps, two single snaps that he didn't play for that team. Otherwise he was always on the field. Cole Kramer backed up Tanner Morgan. So he missed a drive or two when Tanner was in the game. Now, Ethan was the only quarterback to attempt to pass on the gold team. And he may have the most natural arm talent on the team. Now with Ethan, we saw flashes of brilliance and talent in the spring game, but we also saw young mistakes and moments of rawness. And you expect to see that, but he's a four-star guy. He's the high, highly rated quarterback that Minnesota doesn't get, doesn't get often. And I think that we saw they're starting to hand him more responsibility, more opportunity to process the game at full speed. So I think this will be a major year for developing for him under Kirk Shiraka. And that said, as long as there's no injury to Tanner Morgan, I think he will rarely see the field this year. He might be able to play if Minnesota is blowing a team out and has a heavy lead in games. But again, we don't see that too often because usually we play somewhat more conservative, play heavily relying on our defense, play on the ground game. Now, I think we will open up the passing game some more. So there could be some opportunities maybe in some non-conference games, but time will tell. Again, he was a very highly rated recruit for Minnesota. In the spring game, he was 10 for 22, 143 yards, one touchdown. He also took four sacks and had one interception. So you saw the flashes, but you also saw the rawness. Now, the person that the battle he will likely have with for that second string is Cole Kramer. I believe he's the third string. He has played some of that wildcat position that we saw Seth Green play as well. Uh, He played in eight games in 2021. Cole Kramer did, but he only had three pass attempts. Now, in those three pass attempts, he was three for three for 62 yards and two touchdowns. So two of his three passes were touchdowns. Love to see it. Absolutely. Not going to hate on the guy. Local Minnesota kid. He's shown to at least be able to be capable of managing offense, and he can use his legs. He had 36 rushes last year in that similar Seth role to what we saw Seth play. And in those 36 rushes, he had 162 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Like I said, I think he's going to play a similar role to that in 2022, barring injuries, but he could potentially be the second string quarterback. Again, fall camp will likely help us know who officially has that placement. Now in the spring game, Cole Kramer, was nine for 19 with 112 yards, one touchdown but he also had three sacks and one interception. So both quarterbacks showing some, a little bit of uh, capability, but also showing, showing some struggles. Now, the thing that made Ethan a little bit more enjoyable or exciting to watch in that game was the arm talent, was the throwing the ball at different arm angles, was just the natural ability, which Cole Kramer 
solid arm, made good reads, not always the right read, but it's just not as exciting. It's not as drawing. It's not as much. The talent isn't as prominent. So that's why you get more excited for someone like Kelly McManus. But whoever takes that second string job will have to earn it this fall. Now, the only other quarterback on the roster is Jacob Newth, fourth string, likely will redshirt with no reps this year. He did not roll until the summer, so he wasn't here for spring ball. He was not an early enrollee. Fall camp will be his first official time with the team in full practices. So lots to process, lots to learn. And it'll be interesting to at least keep an eye on him because next year Tanner's gone and somebody has to take that role. Who could it be? It could be any of these three guys. Um, I tend to lean Ethan, but we'll see. And whoever steps up throughout this year might get the first crack at it in spring. Now, he threw for Jacob Newth, threw for 2,413 yards and 26 touchdowns his senior year, leading his team to the South Dakota State Championship. He was an all-state player, an all-American South Dakota, or all-American player, and he was the South Dakota Gatorade Player of the Year and South Dakota Offensive Football Player of the Year. He was ESPN's rated number 28 quarterback. He was a little bit lower on uh, on three's consensus where he came in at the number 37 quarterback. So those are the guys on the roster. That's the projected depth chart. Next, we're going to talk about how the QB room looked last year, how it rated across the country, and maybe some things to keep an eye on moving forward. First, folks, we need to talk about LinkedIn because as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the right people that you want to talk to faster and for free. That's right. I said for free. So you can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of 810 million people. Then you add your job and you put the little purple hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring and your network can help you find the right people to hire. It has simple tools like screening questions, easy to focus on the candidates with the right skill sets, the right experience, so that way you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview with and hire. Now, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? That's right, 40 million. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Now, thank you again for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers sports. We're building the community. Be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts. And please, I ask of you, leave a five-star review. Now, I want to know what your favorite position Heading into this season for football, what is the strongest position on our roster? What do you think is that strongest group? And we're going to talk about these breakdowns for the groups over the next few days. We'll do offense this week and defense next week. You'll hear what I think, but I want to know what you think. So drop a comment down below on YouTube. I super appreciate it. 
and let's talk more about quarterbacks. Now, looking at the stats for each of the players last season and how they fared, the only two on the roster still currently were Tanner Morgan and Cole Kramer, who saw any sort of passing attempts last season. Now, last season, Tanner Morgan had 2,044 pass yards and 10 touchdowns uh, in 2021, and Cole Kramer had 62 yards and two touchdowns. It was now Tanner Morgan's best year, as we know, in 2019. He had 3,253 yards and 30 touchdowns with seven interceptions and a 66% completion percentage. That is the best that we've seen from from Tanner. Are we going to expect that immediately this year? Probably not, but I expect much better than what we saw in 2020 and 2021. In fact, I do think he can crack that 3,000 mark again. I think he can get really close to it at the very least. Now, he could see less touchdowns. He, He possibly could. Our run game is a lot stronger, I would say, than it was in 2019. So maybe he's in that 26 to 28 range as far as touchdowns go, but I do expect an uptick and I expect some progression, some, it's going to be better. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be better than what we saw. So breathe a little bit easier, lift the weight off your chest. The quarterback play is going to be so much better than what we've seen, especially these last two seasons. Now, looking at the group as a whole, statistically last year, we were 115th in the nation in pass yards per game. That's of 130 schools. We were school 115 in pass yards per game. To make matters worse, we were 127th of 130 in pass attempts per game. And I've said this before. I know other analysts have said this before as well, but the only schools that passed the ball, attempted to pass the ball less than us per game were the the armed forces schools, Air Force, Navy, and Army. You know, the schools that people literally think of, you run the ball when you play football there. Those are the only schools that passed the ball or attempted to pass the ball less than us. Now, when it was interceptions thrown per game, we were 39th in the, in the league. So, you know, it wasn't terrible. You know, it wasn't like if you were at 130th there, you're, you turn the ball over way too much. Now, 39th is not that bad, but I do actually believe it can get better than that. It was the worst passing year of the last four years. Thank you, Mike Sanford. But this still isn't horrific. It isn't horrid. 39th in interceptions thrown per game. With the low attempts, it's not great. You don't like to see that with the low number of attempts. But it'll improve this year. That is something that we've seen prior to. And even in 2020, it was better. And so I think last year, you throw it out, you learn from it, and you just move on. And so I do expect that number to get better. So as we look forward, where do I think we'll finish in the conference as far as quarterback play? Where do we rank within the entire conference? That's what we're going to talk about next. But first, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. See, Bet Online is where you need to go for the latest trends and actions, money lines, props, odds, live betting, casino online games, you name it, Bet Online has it for you. But let's talk about college football because 
Bet Online has the number for our first game as far as over under on the total score. And so for our week one game versus New Mexico State, the over under for total score is 55.5 points. That's what you're looking at for over under. Now, for me, if I'm being honest, this feels a bit high in my opinion. So you could capitalize on this. The Gophers had two games of 13 games last season. The Gophers had two games over 55.5 last year, and that was versus Ohio State, and that was versus Miami of Ohio. So the first two games last season. Now, again, this is an early game this season, but 11 of 13 games were under this total last season. And I wouldn't count on New Mexico State scoring too much in this game. So that means you're likely going to need a 30 to possibly even 40-point effort from the Gophers and then New Mexico State putting up two touchdowns and you would cross that threshold. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points, especially for week one, especially against a lower a lower tier opponent. Last year, we played Ohio State from the jump. Ohio State is going to put up points. You know heading into that game that you have to score in order to keep up with Ohio State. I'm not feeling the same way about New Mexico State. So for me, this would leave me taking the under fairly easily with this outcome, with this scenario. But hey, if you think I'm wrong, now's the time to go check it out on Bet Online and make your call. But that number is a favorable number in my eyes to slam on the under. You can get all of your odds and all of those props over at Bet Online where the game starts. Now, to close the show, like I said, each day of this week, we're breaking down a new position group. Today's is quarterbacks. Tomorrow, we'll do running backs. But to close the show, we're going to talk about rank within the conference and where our quarterback play, our quarterback room, but mainly Tanner Morgan, ranks across the conference. Now, obviously, we're behind Ohio State with C.J. Stroud, who is potentially the Heisman favorite this year. So, of course, we're behind them. But I'd also say we're pretty easily and heavily behind Aiden O'Connell at Purdue and Tua, Tua, not Tua, it's his brother, Talia Tungavailoa, over at Maryland. All of them have put up seasons way more productive than Tanner Morgan's best season, and they likely will outdo those numbers again next year as far as what Tanner Morgan's best has been. So we're well behind those schools. Now, obviously, we're better than Northwestern, we're better than Illinois, and we're better than Rutgers when it comes to quarterback play, at least from what we've seen in the past and who is projected to be the starter this year. So these, those teams were easily in front of right away. Now, maybe not extremely obviously to some, but we're, we're better than Indiana's Connor Bazelak, who came from Missouri. We're better than Graham Mertz over at Wisconsin, and we're better than Spencer Petras over at Iowa. Those come from efficiency numbers. Those come from statistical outputs that we've seen, seeing Tanner's best year, but even some of his worst years, he still puts up numbers equal to or better than what we've seen for those guys. And then even looking at PFF's focus numbers, Tanner Morgan heavily outdoes those players. So I'm giving them the nod. I'm giving them the bump. We're ahead of them. So that puts us at least ahead of six schools already, but behind three. So what does that leave us left? Well, Michigan, who, if you're looking at their combined room, you're looking at the 
playoff effort last year of both Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, I'd say those guys put together, their room is better than what we have or what we've seen at least so far from the Gophers. So I'll give them the nod. I will give Michigan the nod, and that puts four schools in front of us for sure. That leaves Michigan State, Penn State, and Nebraska when it comes to ranking these quarterbacks. Now, Casey Thompson at Nebraska, Peyton Thorne at Michigan State, and Sean Clifford at Penn State all have had better seasons than Morgan last year. But Morgan's best year is better than all of their best seasons so far as well. So it's a little bit more of a toss-up than people using recency bias and saying, oh, well, Tanner Morgan stunk last year, and so clearly Casey Thompson coming over is better. Did you see him at Texas? Or Peyton Thorne went crazy last year, so he's obviously better than Tanner Morgan. Did you see last year? Recency bias, folks, it's a gross thing. It's a terrible habit, and people get caught in it a lot, a lot. But unfortunately, not when it comes to the Gophers. You don't see them saying, oh, the Gophers were 9-4 and four last year. They're going to be maybe even better this year with so much returning production. Why is that? Why don't they think that? I won't get it, but let's move back to the point here, which is where would he fit with these guys? Now, I'll give Penn State the edge over the Gophers simply because, not because of Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford and Tanner Morgan are probably in a similar vein but because they have Drew Aller on the roster waiting in the wings. He's the, he is a top four quarterback of the class of 2022. So they've got a heavily, heavily talented guy. I believe he's a five-star recruit waiting in the wings. So I'll give them the bump there. Now, when you're looking at Nebraska and Michigan State, see, for me, seeing is believing. I want to see it happen before I project someone being great or someone being better than another. So Peyton Thorne last year, he did have a year very comparable to Tanner Morgan's 2019. He had a little less yards and slightly less touchdowns, but it was fairly comparable. That being said, he is also a lot younger. So that could have been his best year like we saw for Morgan, or he could improve. So I will give him the nudge over Tanner Morgan and the Gophers. I'll give Michigan State the nudge here simply because it is more recent and the future could be better. Whereas, you know, we've seen a decline since Tanner's best year. So we'll give Peyton Thorne the nudge there. But when it comes to Casey Thompson, Casey Thompson just came from Texas. He was in, in an offensive friendly system and he struggled. He struggled. He he bounced around with Hudson Card as far as who was the starter. And, you know, if you struggled in an offensive-friendly system, you barely cracked 2,000 yards as it was, just like Tanner barely cracked 2,000 yards last year. I'm not going to just jump to the hype and be like, oh, well, he's with Scott Frost and they've got new coordinators and Nebraska, Nebraska. No, nah, nah, man. I got to see it. I got to believe it. So Tanner Morgan, I'm giving him the bump over Nebraska here. So that places the Gophers at seventh in the conference for the quarterback position. The official rankings would be Ohio State 1, Purdue 2, Maryland 3, Michigan 4, Penn State 5, Michigan State 6, Minnesota 7, Nebraska 8, Indiana 9, Wisconsin 10, Iowa 11, Rutgers 12, Illinois 13th, and Northwestern at the bottom. 
in 14th. That is wrapping up the quarterback. That's the outlook for us. I'm excited for the year. Fall camp's kicking off. Tomorrow we're talking running backs and where will we finish in the conference for running back? That is an exciting topic you're going to want to make sure to hear tomorrow. This is Kane Rob signing off. I'll see you tomorrow. Let's go, Gophers. Row the boat. Scotty Mouth. Go Gophers.